Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 105 of the Eavesdrop podcast. This episode is brought to you by Upstart and Purple Mattresses, and I'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in the podcast, but today, because it's the 105 episode, I had to bring in somebody that won $105,000 recently in a Halo tournament. 150. 150. What? For the team, yeah. For the team. Uh, my man Ace, uh, Aaron Elam. How do you say it? Aaron Connor Elam. That's where it comes from, Ace. You know, the, the Aaron Collum. Oh, shit. Yeah. Didn't know that. Halo legend, uh, one of the most prolific gamers uh, of, of the Halo generation way back when. Uh, what else? Handsome, fucking uh, adventurer. Halo Professional in multiple video, multiple games. Uh, you like know. what? Halo and what else? Well, I did go pro in Call of Duty. He went pro Ghosts. in Call of Duty. Ghosts. Not, not a lot of people know that. Me, Formal, Snakebite, and uh, Enable. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of Ghosts. Is, is that a reason why you haven't kept up with the Call of Duty uh, try? You just love Halo? Uh, I was playing Ghosts, and like it just seemed like everybody stopped scrimming. It wasn't very popular. Yeah. It's kind of like dead in this one part of the season, and then yeah. kind of came back and uh, just didn't want to continue playing. Yeah. I, I think I like Halo, like scrimming and practicing Halo a lot more than Call of Duty. So Yeah, so if, if you guys don't know who, who Ace is, uh, why don't we start at the beginning? Where were we born? Like, how did you get into video games, et cetera? Okay, so I was born in... Or, uh, wait, I'm going to bring it back, Maddie. Ready? Who are you today? Let's start there. Start now and then go back. Uh, I am, well, I'm just a 28-year-old pro video gamer that dropped out of college to pursue my dream of of competing because that's what I love to do. Yeah. You know? Uh, it. I just find that that drive to to win and and the competition and like the uh the strive of of you know being better than your past self i yeah. think improving your own life and, and growing and and practicing and and uh you know beating out the rest of the competition it's a really like it's a great way to like make your life better like personally you know and mm-hmm. it's, it's a good way to like measure things and i'm gonna make your yourself. life better right now do not get scared at what I'm about to tell you. You have a tiny little spider right... You're lying. No, I can get it. If you move forward, what? I'll get it. Wait, hold on. Don't fucking move. Wow. Right there. Wow. You're welcome. Good eye. That's really small. What the... That's Look, like, that's I'm, not really the best, small. I'm not the best spider that... The, the best spider. The best sniper that ever <laughs> sniped for no reason. I saw a little bit of movement. Usually my crosshair gets right on top of that with effortless uh, uh, timing. Uh, and we're going to let it be there. It's going to be our companion. Uh, awesome. Spidey. Shout out to Spidey. Uh, I'm, I hope I didn't hurt it as I try to get out of your hair. He's still alive, I think. That's good. Yeah, I would have. I, I, I don't kill animals. I don't kill insects anymore. I don't anymore. either. I don't, I don't, either. I don't like anymore. it. I saw a lot of spiders last night. And you know what? Just leave them be. They're not going to hurt you if you don't bother them. Yeah. Know? Well, it's coming towards you. So if you, if at any point. Hey, let's do this. They serve their purpose, you know. Here you go. There you go. Go in your go in your hole. It's somewhere. I was thinking the other day if if uh if an ant or and people that are way smarter that watch this podcast will answer this in the comment section because of their exoskeleton can they fall from any like height and survive? Um, I wouldn't say any height, but probably very very high. 
Yeah, so let's say if I dropped it here and it hit the floor, you saw its its stature. Yeah. This would be the equivalent of falling from the Empire State Building. Do you think it made it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to <laughs> I think so. Check it. I'll <laughs> tell you what, it better fucking run out from underneath uh, us because yeah, at yeah. some point or another I'm going to step on some. Actually, I don't think I could step on it. It was no. too small. Yeah. Um, all right, so you're you're uh, you're you're a competitor at heart, right? Like you dropped out yeah. of college, as you mentioned. Uh, I obviously follow you on all your socials because we've been we've been boys for a long, long time. You stopped at the, I mean, you you had a short stint at the at the Optic House for a while. You lived mm -hmm. there. Um, what is what is like? Yeah, I, I see. I see you as like this, this, this adventurer, free spirited dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're always about improving yourself. Like everything you do, like is 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 some sort of, uh, it has some sort of purpose in bettering you. Whether that's your gaming, whether it's your lifestyle, whether it's your health, your mentality. Like what's wh where did that come from? Uh, well, were you always like that, even as a kid? No, I wouldn't say I was always like that. Uh, I think a lot of it came from when I was just competing in Halo Five. It was just kind of like one of the more darker times of my life, just because I wasn't doing well living you know in my parents house just not you know really being happy and doing things that make you happy mm -hmm. especially like taking care of your physical body and yeah. your mental and just and being a healthy person like i just you know after having that dark time and then like seeing the light after like going outside you know changing up your diet and doing other things once you see the other side it's like you never go back. You no, never like, want to go How back. did I live without it? Yeah, exactly. You need that nutrition. You need that movement and that, you know, meditation, being aware of your thoughts because, you know, if you don't, it'll snowball and you'll just be depressed. Yeah. Well, I, th I think that this podcast is going to be a good, a good opportunity for, for the listeners to sort of get some, some tips as to, as to how to be better at being better. Right. I, I'm, yeah. I can tell you right now that the one thing that holds me back from a health perspective or well, a healthy perspective I'm a, I'm a healthy 40 year old right i just mm -hmm. at 41 year old i just had my uh, my physical all is good i don't let them do the 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 the, the ball check i don't let the doc i do my own matt do you let them do the ball check you, you do do you let them do the the, the back check? honestly when i was a kid i haven't been there forever but yeah yeah. I haven't been like yearly checked up and you know forever, but oh yeah. really? I think you should. You, you, yeah. And you should also do twenty three and Me. I'm, have you done that yet? Uh, I think my mom has done that stuff with it. Yeah, but you should do it because it it tells you like what sort of uh, sensitivities you have towards food and like allergens, oh, wow. etc. Yeah. So it gives you a, a a deeper look. It's like a literal computer analyzes your blood and determines what's uh, what, uh, which is cool. Um, but useful, anyway. Yeah. The, the the one thing that will always hold me back from from having an even more amazing body is uh, is food, bro. I just yeah. love food. I am my food is my weakness. There is nothing I live for eat. I leave. To, I li I'm surprised that I'm not a f like a bigger dude, like fat, out of control, obese, right. you know, dude. Because I love eating. I mean, you met me a long time ago. I'm the exact same way. I love food. I always did growing up, and I was, you know, I'd say I was addicted, you know, to food. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, a lot of people are, I'd say, because it is very addicting, you know, sugar. Like, I was just at a wedding the other night, and I haven't had sugar, like, like intense sugar in, like, like three months. Yeah. You know, anything that's, like, a cookie or dessert, mm -hmm. I haven't had it. Mm -hmm. So when I had it, it's, like, it's, like, you know, you can't even remember the first time you had that stuff yeah. when you were a kid, you know, but when you have it again, it, it's like doing a drug. It's like doing caffeine for the first time. You yeah. Know? It's crazy how it makes you feel. It, it's very, very intense taste. And, you know, it's very addicting. And, and uh, you know, I love food a lot. And I, 
when you start eating healthier and, and becoming like doing things like yoga, I think it helps you a lot, uh, be aware of, you know, having like eating, making it more of a meditation to eat. Yeah. And, uh, even, you know, you can still eat on, uh, very, your favorite foods, but you know, if you eat less, if you, uh, eat the right foods and feel more satiated, it goes yeah. a long way and, you know, not pushing past that calorie limit for the day. Dude, you know? I, I can't do, I, I've tried. Like I, I try to do a cleanse because Maniac did a cleanse and I'm like, if you can do it, I can fucking do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I gave up like the the following morning. I went one full day drinking the 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 grass shots and the the other shit, and I'm like, oh, this is easy. It tastes good and shit. You know, I'm like, it's good. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like fucking next morning comes along, and my stomach's like, I fucking hate you. I hate you. It was talking to me. I was like, yo, feed me sandwich, something, McDonald's. Yeah, you know, a sausage egg and cheese McGriddle. I, let I, that let that syrup gently squirt into as you bite into it and just get all the the gooey goodness is yeah, amazing. Yeah. I would say I, I went through that too because uh, I started out just like water fasting, like a day. And uh -huh. then, uh, you know, the first time you do it, it's hard. It's really hard. You really have to go through that hunger period of like five to six hours where you're just hungry and you got to find something to do, you know. Um, but then I think the when it was like from dark to light, when it was like black to white for me, it was one time I, I saw like YouTube, somebody talking about fasting. And I was like, I'm just going to do this. I'm gonna see what it's like. Yeah. And I just went nine days of just drinking like salt, salt, salt water for electrolytes. Yeah, and that was like before and after. That's like it's the longest you've done is nine days no, without any food. Yeah, Sundance Di Giovanni, good friend of ours, he did it for thirty days. Wow, yeah, really? thirty days. He said I haven't had food, period. I have like you know like water and the solubles and all that stuff that help him nutrient, but anything solid that he had to chew to swallow nothing for 30 days and he lost a bunch of weight right yeah, dude, yeah. dude looks good uh too good looking to be you know his age 45 i think um but i i saw that and i'm like man i'm gonna try that i'm gonna try that one day one day i'm gonna try just to see if i'm mentally strong if i, if I have the mentality to be able to do something i'm gonna like say you are i think everybody is too because uh you do it's like you get over the hump and you switch to like ketosis where you're just burning fat and you don't think about it anymore. You're not really hungry and you can just, you have like this energy, like this st steady state energy of yeah. like burning fat where you're not thinking about food anymore and you have the energy. You can't like go sprinting or like lifting a bunch of weight, but you have like yeah. energy. And, and <laughs> you can just walk. And there's like kind of like a euphoria kind of when you're not eating like uh, this weird feeling, you know, when you're, it's kind of like you're driven to, you know, find food and yeah. it's different and it feels a little bit different. So what is, what is your like daily like consumption of, food look uh like. usually i just like have coffee in the morning which i probably need to work on a little bit too much caffeine uh you know i drink probably too much and then probably eggs or something like that uh, a couple hours after waking up and then you know at night i'll just cook myself like a steak or a salmon with like veggies on the side like onion and cucumber yeah. tomatoes so like about a pound of like steak or salmon so that's pretty much what i literally eggs. just told a story on a podcast recently on the optic podcast uh how you and mike once left like fucking three salmon like in the kitchen um what do you call it in the in the in the warming drawer in the oven in the island remember yeah. the island at the house it yeah. was massive you guys left it there for like three days you guys left and left it there and i walk in for the first time in a really? couple of days and it fucking reeks and everybody everybody around the house is like yo it fucking stinks in the kitchen and i'm like okay what is it it's like take out the garbage like, it's not the garbage we took out the garbage i'm like what is it He's like we can't find it and i'm like okay immediately walk in open one drawer i didn't have to go anywhere else open one drawer and there it is Ace and fucking flame sword sure salmon. Me? Do you remember this? How do I remember that? Yeah, it, it had <laughs> to have been, been flame, you, 100%. Nah. It was 1,000% both of you. 
Uh, maybe, but I don't remember. Bro, that. there was three, <laughs> but uh, Flamethrower doesn't eat three salmon. It could have been me. I don't know. I, I'm probably the only one that ate salmon around then. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just told that story, and I, and I, I remember the smell. Like, and I'm glad that you guys didn't ruin salmon for me. I would have been really mad. Well, ba- I was just say back then, like, yeah, I wasn't very good at like cleaning up and and taking care of things. You know, you got to really put that time. And when you're a kid, you don't really think. Oh, about how old were you when you were fucking there? You weren't a kid. I mean, I wasn't a kid exactly, but like, it takes you know to like 25 plus to, <laughs> to like really take care. <laughs> Some no, people, yeah. No, <laughs> I know, I know, not. I know. I just. I hadn't lived on my own, you know, but I mean, I wasn't that bad, you know. I just probably left waters around and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that was like the one thing. But yeah. I, I just wanted you to proceed with your thought about yeah. when you're a kid. I'm like, well, you're like twenty something. What do you mean? I still feel like a kid, you know. Same. I feel like I'm twenty six. You're twenty eight. I'm twenty eight. Damn. Yeah. You have a brother, obviously, that he's also in the industry. Yeah. Right. He's uh, five years older than me, and. Yeah. Looks just as young as you, though. Like, yeah. Aged, aged well. Does he follow the same routines as you? From a no, I no? don't. I haven't lived with him in a while, but he's been streaming a lot, you know, gaming a lot, and I don't really know how he lives exactly. I've only visited him a few times. Where yeah. Where are you currently living? San Francisco. San Fran. With okay. Some friends. I'm actually moving here. That's why I'm here right oh. now. Well, I saw your bag. I saw your your bag or your yeah. your uh, suitcase. You're moving here. Where? Uh, well, I've only been looking at places, but I just applied to a place, so praying I get in. Downtown or around here? It's around downtown, like Greenville. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, why, why Texas? Want to be close to your teammate? Uh, yeah, you know, playing Halo and, and games from California, you see you're very, very disadvantaged. It's very frustrating, like, playing with the lack and ping and, um... Yeah, I, I know that this area. I've heard so many things about fiber and mm-hmm. the, the connection. That's really good. Yeah, yeah it's, so. it's sort of becoming the 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 capital of North American esports here. And yeah, the only yeah, reason yeah. the only reason that that uh, some teams are staying on the West Coast is because they're close to the uh, one. They're close to their their home office and 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 business. The esports teams I'm talking about, and the developers are also out there. But man, the the cost of living out there is just oh, yeah. insane. Like I don't care how rich you are, that is fucking expensive. Oh, yeah. The food and where i live in san francisco you're paying like 50 percent more to go out to eat like everywhere it's yeah crazy yeah yeah, yeah. uh do you smoke uh no. marijuana no, you no i used to but yeah you know not uh, really uh, only reason i ask and i don't put, want to put you on the spot like that obviously if you do you don't none of my business not, yeah. not your business but i should start i'm sorry i asked that so abruptly but in california it's just like that's the only yeah, thing that big. sucks about here because you will suffer the consequences but it all it's also good because you sort of build up or you lose the tolerance that you have so next time you're in la i'm talking from personal experience you mm-hmm. you're in la like you, everything's that much more enjoyable all right back to to the beginning where did you where were you born where'd you grow up how did you get into halo I grew up in a, a town like Florence, Kentucky. It's about 20 miles south of Cincinnati, Ohio. So yeah, yeah. a lot of people say from Cincinnati. And uh, yeah, I grew up just with two older brothers. So we had all the video game sim- sy- uh, systems and I just started playing them before I can even remember, you mm-hmm. know, and I thought I was, because I started so young, I thought I, I got pretty good at pretty much all, all games, right? That and, good? Yes, better than that. Yeah, better than <laughs> that maniac? Yeah. And I worked on my raging like that, you know, because uh, when you rage, I feel like it takes, you know, takes your focus away and you're not going to be as good. But yeah, I just grew up playing uh, all games, you know, all these games. And then pretty much we got uh, an Xbox for Christmas one year, like 2000, either one, 2000 or 2001. And we just, from then I played the first level of campaign. I fell in love with Halo because it was definitely the way, like by far the best video game at the time. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was just playing the campaign, playing with friends, split screen and playing Halo 2 after that and it was just you know that's that's what I, that's that was my passion you know I didn't really I played some sports up until high school and uh, but I what sports 
uh, nothing crazy, just like the soccer, basketball, baseball. Um, I wasn't very good because I was usually playing video games, you know. But yeah, yeah that was my passion, and I just pursued Are we it. Oh, okay, because you're messing with the audio stuff. All right. So soccer, baseball, basketball, yeah. and you just is that when you started playing Halo? Like how old were you at the time? I started playing Halo when I was, let's see, I uh, came out 2004, I was 11. So probably like eight years old, I was playing Halo 1 until uh, Halo 2 came out. And then I was 11 when that came out. And we just heard about the ogres, the ogre twins, the most iconic you know, twins in Halo. And mm -hmm. uh, we went to a land one time nearby in like Cincinnati and uh, we saw them there. And, you know, we looked up to them like, like gods back then. And and uh, just kept pursuing MLG, go, traveling around, and my brother eventually went pro, and I would like go with him to the events you know, without my uh, my parents, and yeah, I just started competing, and I was getting like top 32, top 48, you know, in Halo 2, and uh, just kept doing it, and he was, you know, he was getting top eight, top three back then, took me first place a couple times, and uh, yeah, I. That was just my passion, and I, I kept. What was it about? Like, I mean, obviously at, at that young age. How, how do you make that, that, that decision that you're like, you know, this is something that I want to pursue forever, right? Like, it's going to be a lifetime passion of mine. I don't think I made that decision then. I just felt like playing Halo 2 back then, you know, I had an older brother and I was hanging out with kids older than me. So, like, it, it was, you know, getting more experience, like, you know, maturity with, like, friends and social interactions, you know. And it was just so much fun playing Halo 2 back then. Like... I don't think people understand, but I think everybody is really addicted to Halo 2. It's one of the best games of all time. And mm -hmm. even landing, like, so much different than the online. Going to those MLGs, everybody remembers they were really, really iconic. And it showed that in, like, that last tournament we just had, that Twitch Rivals. Yeah. People remember, like, people had, were so nostalgic. And, you know, I got, we got so many messages on the Twitch chats and whatnot that, like, how, how much how uh, much they loved watching back in those days. And even yeah. being at those MLGs were very special. Yeah, very yeah, yeah. Different. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think some people have a problem with um, with with people still competing in Halo because they 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 often see it as like it's all about nostalgia and not necessarily on whether or not this is a good esports to compete in, right? And yeah. we still don't know, right? Obviously, the the developer support, although it's there. Okay, I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying to frame this carefully because I, I know that there's a lot of good happening backdoor uh, or in in the, in the back scenes, uh, but. I, like some of the some of the games that have come out since then right like haven't yeah. really been geared towards competitive as the first one was and whether or not that was by accident whether or not the ranking system was by accident or not like it defined a moment in esports history that will then like change the landscape of all of it right because i i firmly believe that if it wasn't for halo and if it wasn't for what mlg and halo did together in the very beginning of all this the land network yeah. uh, and all of that that optic wouldn't be what it is today I, I firmly believe that call of duty wouldn't be where it is today yeah just because we didn't and weren't the first ones to go go through that so a lot of people who now see halo coming back like they they, they sort of shit talk it a little bit not understanding that its importance in the history of esports yeah. was so pivotal that they need to shut the fuck up, mind yeah. their own fucking business, and respect what is to be respected. Um, yeah. So, with that said, what how what what are your 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 hopes for for this upcoming 
one. Well, actually, you know, let's we're, we're, we're sort of fast forwarding this. I'll yeah. ask you this in the in, later on in the in the in the podcast. So you you're going to these events. You're sort of not only experiencing good competition and having fun competing, but there's also this scene sort of evolving around it. It's the first of its kind where people are becoming these sort of like celebrities, right? Yeah. Uh, the T squares are on, on a Dr Pepper bottle, as you see there, and you sort of have like these 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 moments in in this little tiny piece of, of history where it literally defined what MLG was gonna be for the next five to right. six years. Imagine if there was Twitch and you know, yeah. it was more popular. It would've yeah. had a lot of viewers yeah. you know, yeah. back then. Um, yeah, and it was just, you know, you had your sponsors there, you had just all the, just so much, I don't know how to explain it. You had to be there back in those MLGs. They were literally like the 2006, seven, eight, yeah. they were different than the other ones. Yeah. And I think at least or maybe it's my perspective being a kid or something, yeah. but I thought they were different and uh, yeah, they really paved the way and it was like, just, it was special. I, don't, I can't really describe it. Otherwise, it was just if, if you didn't go to an MLG, like I started going to MLG uh, November or December of 2010 yeah. and it was the first time I ever, it, and walking in there and my, my brother was with, uh, with me, Jay was with me, fucking Diesel. Uh, Nerve and some uh, Carlton, no, not Carlton, somebody else, whatever. It may have been Carlton. Yeah. Anyway, when we showed up and we saw like what it was, it was a fucking event. It was a carnival. Yeah. It was a a uh, a festival that celebrated video game yeah. competitions. And when you walk in, you had the pop tart, uh, none of the pop tarts, the uh, the hot pockets yeah. uh, booth where you can get unlimited hot pockets, unlimited. You go, you want, my, and my brother tried. You you try to eat all of them. You're gonna have the opportunity to try to eat all of them because they're just gonna continue to feed you them. Yeah. You had uh, people walking around with speed stick because mm -hmm. dirty ass little kids didn't know how to fucking wear speed stick. Uh, and then you had uh, the Dr Pepper booth where you had the free for all tournaments for Halo. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like a, a literal festival. And I, and and I feel bad. Uh, and sorry, and I'm not saying this from a braggadocious standpoint. Like, mm -hmm. if you weren't there, you missed out on one of the best moments in in our in esports history, yeah. because it was literally, truly a sight to be seen. And obviously, 2010 is when Call of Duty sort of was a was a thing that was there. It wasn't necessarily what what Halo right. was or what Star War uh, Star Wars uh, Starcraft was. Starcraft, yeah, Starcraft Two, yeah. uh, what Starcraft Two was, and even League of Legends was there, right? So it right. was it was a sight to be seen where you had like three different competitions yeah. and three different games that was like this rock concert it would be the same thing as seeing metallica wu-tang and the dixie checks right like three different genres yeah but everybody there was there like enjoying the moment i, I never thought about it like that it's like a music festival but for video games yeah it was you know it was it was a, a Lollapalooza of sorts i've never been to one and you had the main stage with the bleachers that yeah. were like uh, yeah caved like around. a bowl like a yeah, bowl like a yeah. bowl and it, like the, you had all the projectors up there and you could see everybody's point of view and like being on that main stage was so different because you know back now we have like the comms and there's no crowd noise and everything you're not going to yeah. be distracted but then you were distracted by the crowd noise yeah. so it was like real home field advantage where yeah. like the team that was destroying could just destroy and the other team couldn't even call out to them to like get important kills, you know? So yeah. it was like a big deal when like, it was hard to upset teams and way harder back then when, yeah. you know, you had, you couldn't even hear each other. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it was just, it was a great time back then. I, I really, I really do miss it. But I do think, uh, you know, Halo has been on the incline since, yeah. you know, since it went to the decline. I do remember like seeing you and, and, and seeing the, the Call of Duty scene, like there's no one watching. Nah. Like literally no one in the crowd. No, no, no. We and, were the crowd. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were we were the fa- family and friends were the crowd. <laughs> yeah, there was no spectators. There was nobody there to see something or anything. Um, and uh, I actually just we just released a book on Frank One Fifty One with Frank One Fifty One. Like I've, I've I've been reading I've been reading Frank uh, books since I was like I don't know in, in my twenties from because of the graffiti scene and I would buy them. So for us to be on that like it sort of you know. It was a full circle moment for me, but in there is the first time that I ever, you know, signed an autograph, and it was at that MLG event, ten like ten minutes oh, from wow. here, and uh, and and I remember thinking, I'm like, I'm like, okay, so like if I can get recognized, like we can continue to do this, and more people are gonna want to come out just to meet us. So that's when like the sort of development process uh, started there. Yeah, I also believe, man, that because of uh, of people like you, people because obviously Walshy, right? Like you yeah. can't you can't say anything about anything without Walshy. Uh, and then all of the the ogres, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of the uh, the instincts of the world, like all of these people that were considered, you know, demigods of sorts, some gods, yeah. but definitely demigods and people you looked up to. Like I think that that gave me a thirst that I wanted to be that at some point. I'm like I want I want people to like know who I am because of what I am doing. And back then YouTube wasn't like a thing. I think we were doing yeah. YouTube videos, but it was like 16,000 views, 17,000 views. Uh, and it wasn't that much. But when I saw you guys on TV, as I'm, as I'm at home with Olivia, who at the time was like, I don't know, seven months, nine months old, mm-hmm. and Jude's working and I'm, I'm taking care of her. I was watching uh, USA Channel, I think it was, yeah. where, they, where they showed the competitions. And I saw it and I'm like, there's no fucking way that people watch people fucking play. Like, and, and then immediately I'm like, well, why not, right? Because I was yeah. playing and I was refing at the time. So I'm like, I literally ref because I want to watch people. And I'm like, I can't be the only one. So that's when like that sort of uh, inspiration came from Halo to sort of have these these like teams. When I saw uh, while she launched Canetto or oh, the, yeah. the clothing brand, I'm like, I'm like, that's so fucking like dope. And I don't want to yeah. fucking go into it a lot because at one point I am going to interview him and I want to, you know, exp- express to him the 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 level of inspiration that that he had uh, or impact he had on me personally. Um, but again, I I feel a little bit protective over Halo and his place because I know what it did for my career. So yeah. when I see people shit talking, like I immediately get fucking like offended, and I take it and I make it a point to be the defender of that thing. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so you're going through these things. Tell me about your your team history. Tell me about championships and all of that. Yeah, just was competing in Halo 2, didn't too, didn't And if do, you can, uh, give me like years so people can understand okay, like yeah. the, so, the, the, uh, the times. 2006, 2005 was my first event with my brother in Strongside, actually. We flew there and uh, they weren't even like professional yet. And I just like found a team there, they found a team there and we just competed. And then fast forward, you know, Strongside goes pro first, my brother goes, uh, like becomes pro a little bit later and then I'm just still competing in Halo 2. And I finished like my Halo 2, like getting like top 32 mm-hmm. in the end of Halo 2. Halo, th- and that's uh, 2007, end of 2007. Halo 3 comes out in the late 2007, and then I finally start taking it more serious. I'm going into high school, I'm a freshman now, and uh, first event, I think I got 20th place, and then I uh, keep uh, you know, competing. I found a different team, got ninth place, and I was stuck around that like uh, kind of top 12 area for yeah. a long time in 2008. And then 2009, found myself on uh, Str- uh, Strongside's team, Strongside Flamesword, yeah. And tots status quo and strong. It was like was big, the status quo. Yeah, status quo. Yeah, and it was a big deal for like strong side to like leave like a big name team. You know, he's one of those legends. Like yeah, tots yeah, yeah. and you know flames were you know everybody were looking up to. But I knew him because he was like my friend, and uh, yeah, he just got on that team and and then started practicing a lot, doing you know we and then that's when the TLN came around had all those lands. Yeah, which 
before, right when he joined that team, we had six lands before that first event. Yeah. Six. Six lands. Six weekends of just me flying there and landing yeah. all weekend. It was insane. Uh, it was the most practice I've ever had. That's probably when I became pretty good at the game. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, we kind of didn't really uh, achieve expectations back then. We got, like, tops, top eight. But, uh, you know, kept competing. And then me and Flamesword team for a long time after that, 2008, 2009, or 2009, 10. Then we uh, found a team with Enable and Assault, kept competing in Halo 3, uh, got fourth place curse a lot, got fourth a lot, and then at the final event, we had T-Square as the coach and uh, got second at the end of Halo 3. Huh. And then, then Halo Reach came out, and that's when we were at the event with Call of Duty, and we, you know, Halo felt like it was kind of on the decline now, and God was kind of like on the un- incline, Yeah, you know? And uh, everybody, you know, noticed that Halo Reach wasn't doing as, ex- uh, wasn't as su- su- successful as Halo 3. And, you know, that's when I was in college and I kind of started to focus more on school. Yeah. And, you know, it's just stressful about trying to balance everything. But, uh, you know, didn't do as well. Won the first Halo Reach event, actually, but in 2011. But then kind of just went on the decline and stopped uh, putting a ton of effort into it. And uh, then, you know, Halo Reach died after a season. And, you know, MLG went away with, for, from Halo. Yeah. COD took its place, pretty COD much. COD did take its place. And I don't, I don't know if it... I don't know what the deal structure looked like, um, but if I remember correctly, at some point or another, MLG was told or was told that they couldn't run competitions featuring Call of Duty and other games, or it was they couldn't run Halo competitions and Call of Duty and other games because the developers were like, well, you know, there's there's too much interaction intermingling. Right. We are afraid that you know the that some right. of our fans are going to go to your thing and that thing because yeah. I remember like one of the biggest biggest uh, crowds there too was also from uh, the Smash community. Oh yeah, yeah, Smash, yeah, Smash, massive. I mean, still to this day, it's like one of the coolest, yeah. uh, coolest. I think that uh, you know what I I I will go ahead and say that the first time I ever witnessed people going nuts, and this is even before Halo, uh, over video games, was the fight between uh, that dude Daigo and uh, the other one, where it was like yeah. one of the first video game videos that I saw, and yeah. I don't know how it came out, I think it was like a MySpace post or some shit, that's how old it was. But I remember like seeing a fucking crowd just go fucking nuts. I mean, to this day, I still get I still get the chills because of yeah. that, that feeling, right? You but remember was, watching that, you know, yeah. back way back then. And you still remember like where you were when you first saw that video. It was insane. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. You could feel the energy in that. Yeah, in absolutely. That yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, imagine being there. You felt the energy through a fucking laptop or a yeah. computer. Imagine yeah. being there and actually being there in the, the electrifying moment where he has this like thing. And I don't remember who he was fighting. I don't remember what character he was using. I don't remember anything about that fight. I don't remember the scoreboard. I don't remember whether he was on defense and on the defense and then the yeah. the, 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 the counter move and 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 whatever. But. I remember that moment, right? I remember how important that was in that because seeing that again when I was playing Call of Duty and seeing Halo, it sort of brought me back to that. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit! Like, it, you know, it didn't make sense, but it started to make sense. Yeah. It started to click because I had seen that years before, and then to see it again through Halo, and then to see it again eventually through through uh, Star Starcraft and League of Legends and Smash, I was like, fuck, man, this is like definitely something I I, I want to be a part of. Uh, anyway, all right, let's 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 do this. Let's take a quick uh, break. Let me say hello to the sponsors, and then we'll be right back. And this uh, sponsor 
is none other than Upstart. Upstart coming back for a, for a bunch of times now, so I certainly appreciate their support. I appreciate you guys uh, giving it a shot. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here promoting. Uh, if you're carrying a credit card balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle that's always going to be a repetition that you're never going to be. It feels like, like quicksand sometimes. The more you try to fix, the more you try to get out of it, the more you start to sink a little bit, right? And it can make you feel like that final payment is never going to come, right? But Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone, right? Everybody is in some sort of position where they look at it and they're just like, I don't want to be here anymore because debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom, right? Uh, Upstart is a fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows that uh, you're more than just your credit score, and it's expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate of your loan. Right? What does that mean? Well, if you have a bad credit score because uh, you forgot to make a payment on your car note or you forgot to pay your rent on time and you went into collections, your credit score takes a hit. But that carries through years to follow. But now that you're in a better position financially where your job is finally starting to come in and start to pay you and can give you not only an affordable lifestyle but also a, a lifestyle in which you can afford a little bit more, they don't look at just your credit. They look at that as well. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you can receive uh, your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how. Upstart can help you lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash eavesdrop. That is U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P. Uh, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to opstart.com slash eavesdrop uh, to get ahead. The link is going to be in the description down below. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Try it out today. Uh, our second sponsor is I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I talked about it in the Optic Podcast. I my My life was changed, and you wouldn't think that a pillow did it, but it did, right? Uh, purple Mattress. Doesn't it seem sometimes that the world is against you? Like, I experienced that a lot last year, where I just couldn't stay asleep. If I heard the tiniest little bit of noise, I would be awake, and I mean wide awake, at 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, and I couldn't go back to sleep. So now I'm, uh, I'm operating my daily routine on uh, deficit sleep, right? Like, that's not good. Um, but... When you have Purple Mattress, you can sleep cool and comfortable no matter what the world throws at you. I was just telling a story as to how I got the pillow, and the pillow has this like this little grid thing that not only allows for your head to move and not have that memory foam uh, problem they usually have where it's just dented. I don't have to flip my pillow. It's cool just period because of the aerodynamic. I don't even know how to explain it, okay? But it's super, super cool. Uh, but... Purple Mattress has the grid. Its unique ventilated design allows air to flow through to help you sleep cool. Even when it feels like a thousand degrees out, the grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your so your shoulders, neck, and hips, no matter how you sleep. I personally sleep on the side. How do you sleep? Leave it in the comment section down below because I'm curious because I can't fall asleep unless I'm on my side. I can watch. I, I, don't, I, I try 
all the time to force myself to sleep on my back. I cannot. I'm always on my side. Uh, and unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, that grid bounces back as you move and shift. So you never get that I'm stuck feeling when you do like you do with uh, memory foam. Try Purple Mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is also available. So check that out. Purple is comfort reinvented. Right now you'll get 10% off of any order over $200 or more. Just go to go. Just go to purple.com/h3cc and use promo code h3cc. That's hacks. Uh, Purple.com/hex promo code hacks for ten percent off of any order over two hundred dollars or more. Purple.com/h3cc and also the promo code has to be h3cc. Term supply. Go to purple.com/hex and use promo code hex for ten percent off. So thank you again, Purple Mattress, and thank you again, Upstart, for uh, sponsoring the podcast. So where I was going with with the thought is like at some point or another, uh, I think MLG had to make a choice. It's the same yeah. choice that they had to make when Call of Duty was played on Xbox 360, and then PlayStation came in and said, "Hey, we bought the rights to uh, be the exclusive launch partner of Activision for Call of Duty Black Ops One, I believe." Uh, and that's when like they they did the deal. I didn't really know that too. I, I didn't know like they had to choose either or like in that kind of way. Yeah, I mean, still to this day, like yeah. that's a that's a thing, right? Like, uh, yeah. uh, like I understand why Riot stepped away from from MLG because they wanted to be their their own league, and it makes sense because they're they're now super vertically integrated, and right. it, it's from top to bottom alignment, right? Um, where before they used to hire MLG as a third party, or MLG would just get the license. I don't remember the the intricacies of of the deal, but uh, I, I I do remember at one point or another me asking um it wasn't sundance or stuff so it was like somebody else and it wasn't adam it was just like some random i'm like yo how come there's no like there's no other games here and there's only call of duty and they're like oh it's because of this and i'm like i'm like that makes sense that makes sense like i understand from a competition standpoint like even today right like even to this day you have uh you have contracts for for call of duty players where they can't play any other games uh Mm -hmm. and stream any other games and and to me that's a disservice to not only the players but also to the game, right? Like it's that there's there's never going to be a a I just don't see it. I just don't see a, a, the possibility of a fan of uh, Scump to all of a sudden become a, a fan a fan of Call of Duty and Scump or Scump and Call of Duty, and then Scump uh, stream like Raid Shadow Legends or mm-hmm. whatever. Like I've, I've I'm literally his friend for over 10 years now i i'm not you know i I haven't even seen a single stream of of raid shadow legends you can put it on a screen right now and i wouldn't be able to tell you what it looks like same here yeah you know what i mean yeah so i i think that there's a little bit of of a of a misconception there that you lose fans or that you have the ability to do that when you get probably help yeah yeah it can't it'd be more likely to bring them along as fans of scump because of the way he acts than fans of the game, right? right? That That's the way that I saw it. In in BR, I do think there's a difference there. When you're playing Battle Royales, that is a a, a very specific... Uh, game type. Game kinda. type, yeah. right? A very specific game type and a very specific community also, right? So when you have Fortnite being Fortnite and... You know, and then you have uh, you know blackout at the time. Then you started to see a little bit of a shift, right? That's when you started to see the shift. And I don't know if the shift came from, from a Fortnite perspective. It's a lot of Fortnite, bro. I literally was fucking in love with Fortnite. Love the sniper rifle. Love the bullet drop. Loved everything about it. Love there was cartoony. But once the you know the the super builder b- yeah. builders came about, I just wasn't mechanically gifted enough to be able to to compete that. The first time that yeah. I saw Myth, uh, 
the the clip of myth like building like a maniac i was like that i'll never be that good i'll never be that good and still to this day i do think that the fortnite is probably the the most skill skill based uh game with the biggest curve uh there is in any esports that i've ever seen and yeah i only say that because of what i see and my abilities as a call of duty but even now like I feel like I remember uh, playing Fortnite when it was the double pump shotgun yeah, meta, yeah. and that's when it felt like it was the most skill. Yeah, and and that's when I was addicted to the game for about two weeks to you know a month, and yeah. then they kept changing. And I, I remember actually tweeting at them, being like, "I sw- like your game will be better if you focus more on making it more skill based instead of more casual based." Because like they started adding the gyro balls or whatever that is, yeah. like the, the hamster wheels and like all those kind of things, and I just think you know. Even even if you're a kid, like the thing that attracted me to Halo Two was the competition and the competition and like getting, you know, putting the dirt in the game, going so negative, yeah, and you know, getting you know yelled at by my my brothers and friends and stuff for for not doing well. That inspired me to keep playing and yeah. get better. Yeah, and like it's it's fun getting better at the game and learning that skill instead of making it kind of like a handout. Like oh, you're just gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I'm a big fan of of uh of uh Epic uh what they did with Fortnite how the way the Fortnite just like the events do I don't know why it's not doing better than than it is right like obviously that that too I believe is sort of uh, under decline a little bit yeah uh, I mean I wouldn't even say a little bit at this point right like it's right. it's it's a lot um but I I, I do think that it, it 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 was such a it, it is such an important game just because it has brought in so many eyeballs to it because right. it was like almost the perfect game once yeah. it starts to get out of control and the elite of the elite and i gotta tell you man like the, those dudes are gods every anybody that can do what i see them do building's one thing but also like editing and shooting through one specific like bro it is it is an impossible thing i i see that and i i see impossible I, I, that's what makes it so like attractive though, yeah you know you think? Like, back then but like now you could have a, a radar or whatever like you have like a radar i saw a ninja stream the other day you have a radar you can like see where people exactly where people are you got like, ping every so often like yeah. it's just they're it's too gimmicky now in my opinion and you know it needs to be more focused on like skill and making it hard like more difficult but like they, a ladder to how, climb to get better how is that bro how can you make that more difficult uh, it's you tough. have master builders dude who's i i can't, I can't even imagine a brain working that fucking well and being entertaining at the same time i don't yeah. see it i cannot my brain cannot comprehend how that works there's a lot of things we can't comprehend you know but like that's that's what attracts us to it you know like you just to get better at something yeah and that like yeah more of it like kind of goes into your subconscious where you're just doing it and you're gonna talk in and doing yeah. everything else you know you just prove your skill at it and that's what makes it so fun because it's like it's not it's not like you mastered the game anymore like the, the times the next days that you get on you actually have something to work at yeah a ladder to climb yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what makes it so attractive yeah i i it, fortnite will always have a special place in my heart for sure I'm, i mean i still have the one of eight fortnite llamas up there um but like like to me it was like one of the best games ever and it also like uh it was such a good game that people could gravitate towards like my friends of 25 plus years now people that i went to junior high school with who have never played video games all sports never played video games like shooters or anything mm-hmm. got introduced to fortnite because of uh because of fortnite and its accessibility and then since then like they've now moved on to play Call of Duty. So now I get to play with my best friends from home, Call of Duty, because of Fortnite. So again, yeah. as 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 much as as uh, as I don't think that 
it is where it should be, right? right. Uh, w- what it, it is, I don't know. I haven't kept 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 up with it. Uh, I do think that it also had an important you know part in uh, in in the history of esports. One thousand percent, bringing like esports and video games to light. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the moments. I mean, we, we don't have to talk about the, the ninja moments and stuff, but yeah. like those those sort of moments are the ones that that help transcend a little yeah, bit more what yeah. what uh, what it is. So, um, all right. So looking looking forward into into twenty twenty two. Is it the has the release been announced yet for? Uh, yeah, the December eighth. December eighth. Halo Infinite multiplayer. Uh, does it does does it come out with the uh, with the league play right away? Like do you know, like how does I that actually work? Don't know the status of the like a ranking system. I don't know. Is um, it a ranking system? Right? Like is it because uh, on Halo Two? I never played it. By the way, yeah. I never played Halo Two. Um, when when you played Halo Two, did, was there two options like multiplayer and then like league play, or how how was that menu, or was it just like you jump in, that's your rank? It was actually, it was just a one, I don't think there was like a social casual play. Okay, no, it was strictly that. It's like Counter-Strike, almost. Yeah, and it was just like 1 to 50. Yeah. But the first couple months Halo 2 came out, Yeah. nobody could get a rank higher than like 25. No one. Why? Just because like it was like about finding people that were were good, like searching, and like you couldn't get past that rank. Yeah. So I remember right before they had like a big update to change everything and how it operated, no one, and I saw my brother get like a 25, and it was like so amazing to see that color and like, because everybody's like 18, 19, 20, and like, I think that it's something to do with the ranking system and like how, you know, you couldn't achieve something, so it made you want to get it, you know? Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's something about that that made it so good. And, and it was just, I remember like, my, I was pretty good at Halo compared to my friends back then, and they would like invite me over, like sleepovers, like for the weekend, and they're like, play in my account, get my rank up. Like, it was yeah, so yeah, addicting, yeah. you know, just to have it like. And you were like, like, hell yeah, let me fucking hook you yeah, up. Yeah, because like when you on the Xbox friends list in Halo 2, you could see their rank. Oh, you know, I didn't know. Like 18, know like your highest rank, 18 or yeah, 20. Yeah. And that's like, that, I think that's why. And you had the Bungie.net leaderboards. Yeah, you yeah. go look and see your XP bar, how far you were progressing. And yeah. And uh, you could see like the best players, you know, look them up, see how like their highest rank and, and how good they were and everything. Their wins and loss, KD, and uh, and even there was a head to head with a ranked playlist, a one v one. You yeah, don't yeah. usually see that. And you had K to the Arma. You know, my brother and strong side who were like not really known yet, match trying to match K to the Arma, Karma, uh, an OG Halo pro, and beat him. But because yeah. he was like the best by far, and yeah. he went on to win tons of Halo two one v ones, and even the strong side did, you know. And uh, yeah, it was just like so. It, it, it was special back then because I think it was similar to that Fortnite type of type of era where it was like bringing competitive gaming. You know, for, uh, high speed internet just came out and bringing it to to light and just yeah. getting addicted to it. Like playing competitions for video games, it just wasn't something that you usually saw. Cool. Um, I I almost skipped to um, I almost skipped to this this upcoming one without talking about uh, the 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 1v1 tournament that you won $400,000 on. Well, how was 200,000. Yeah. And you beat Ola, who at the time was an in, was on Instinct, who at the time was part of the Eon Interactive um, uh, sort of conglomerate that Hasser and I put together. Oh yeah. Uh, you okay. remember that where yeah. it was like Optic Envy and then Instinct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you remember Eon, that? Yeah. Um, what was what was uh, explained to me? Was that a CES or was that at PAX? Your your one v one tournament. Oh, that that was uh, it was his own thing. I'm pretty sure. Was it? I don't fucking yeah. remember. Yeah, it wasn't at like a PAX or anything. Are you sure it. it wasn't in Seattle? I thought it, it was, was in Seattle, Seattle and it was his own thing. Yeah. Huh. It was in like a like an orchestra hall mm-hmm. or something, and uh, you know, it was sponsored by like Virgin Gaming, and uh, they had like. 
these game cases instead of like like the laptops g a e m s like the laptops they had like stools like that and they uh they made you, you know you, you had that? to sit in that so it was kind of like you're hunched over playing the game and yeah it was it was, it was pretty crazy uh that, that whole story um i got invited there you know i almost didn't even go there why which is crazy because like there was all this thing with like qualifying and the kind of like a couple of weeks before they decided like oh we'll invite some people to show up and you can just like qualify there by beating everybody else and uh i was in starting my junior year of college went to my first class left the class and i was like oh there's a there's a flight out of lexington to somewhere else because i would take two flights and uh there's only 50 seats on these small planes and i fly standby because my dad's a pilot yeah so i got the last seat on the on the plane and if i didn't get that seat i would have been like whatever i'm not gonna go yeah so uh i got that Holy seat i shit. showed up you know and then i just qualified it and somehow won the whole thing i you know it's very vivid in my memory like the whole story but it it, it was is so you, it, it was it was life. ola right that you played yeah, against at ola. the end how many people how many people competed in that uh hundreds uh, hundreds that, of people that were there for that yeah yeah they, they were specifically to compete there yes right so was it full of pros like do you remember like yeah your your peers also being there yeah everybody was there uh the maniac was maniac there no he wasn't there not everybody like some people like i think uh you weren't allowed to go if you're in certain states because something like gambling uh, laws or yeah, something yeah, like that. yeah 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 but uh before they figured it out there's a lot of good players there there's european players there um yeah it, it was it was insane. Were, were there big uh, European competitors that were like mega good at or like pro level good from they're, Europe? They're pro level, but I want to say like top six, top eight pro level. They're like top sixteen. But they could have been if they competed here on a regular basis and practiced against that sort of people. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think they they could be. Yeah, uh, you know, so a lot of people are, you had to be eighteen, I think, to compete as well. So uh, eliminated some people, and yeah, I, I, no one thought I was gonna win that. No one except me. You know, you knew. Uh, you felt it? I felt it. It was, yeah. The whole thing is like a very, I know I've seen one of your videos a long time ago, like a synchronistic event where like everything aligned and just felt right. And I was getting my sleep and things just happened that like you can't explain. You, you know what getting I mean? Your sleep. Well, at events, it's hard to get sleep sometimes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like you're not resting right. And I was like sleeping like plenty of time. Felt, felt really good about it like the whole weekend. And uh, yeah, just I was there in the moment and made it happen. I, I don't really. It's it's one of those things that just feels surreal that happened. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think the 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 one moment where I felt like it was meant to happen was when we won champs, and yeah. the only reason that I felt that it was meant to be was because of the banana that I found. Mm -hmm. I found a banana hidden away in one of those like uh, those boxes, you know, those backstage uh, like yeah. uh, container boxes that uh, that you bring speakers in, cables, and all that shit in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who it was, but somebody's like, "I need a banana." I sent uh, Dietrich upstairs because Dietrich was there helping us, the team manager. He went upstairs. He couldn't find any bananas where there were, and who I don't remember who it was, but he was like, "Yo, I need a banana. I need a banana." And I'm like, "Fuck!" So I'm walking around looking, and as I'm walking, and I see them like at the end of the hallway, about to fucking go on main stage. Yeah. I go. I'm looking, and I look to the right, and I pull my phone out. I'm like, I'm, "I don't fucking believe this. I cannot fucking believe this. Oh, wow. I cannot believe this." And I'm like, "Look." <laughs> We're looking for a banana. Like obviously, on the video, it didn't make like it didn't make sense because I, I'd been right. fucking like looking. Everybody, I had everybody looking for bananas. I almost had somebody go out shopping for bananas, but it wouldn't have been back in right. time. It always so, don't make sense to people, but you had to be yeah. there because you're like, wait, how did that just happen? You know? It, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. Kind of blows your mind, and uh, it did. Yeah. It did, and it was it was one of those 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 moments where it was like uh, obviously culminating in in, in us winning. Uh, 
after I mean, we were favored like for a very very long time, right? Like we were yeah. favored. So the way our, our championship uh, history went uh, before we won, it was Leet, right? It was thirteen thirty seven, and then we won. Wow. We came in first yeah. for the for the first ever million dollar uh, tournament. That's first, and then we placed third, third, seventh, and then we won. It was fucking dope. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I I I I, I yeah. nerd out in that one little thing right yeah, there. Yeah, I like was, those kind of number things yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you're 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 into that, right? Like you're into the uh, into into. I don't want to say spiritual unless you say spiritual. Uh, yeah, I say you, spiritual. You do. You yeah. you do. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're you're into like everything happens for a reason. It's it, do you believe it's predetermined or do you believe that you make your 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 own way? Uh, it, that's such a tough topic, right there. I would say, but I, I think. I believe that there's there's like infinite potentials, I think, and you do kind of make your own way with the decisions that that you make and the thoughts, the things that you focus on. Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe some things are predetermined, like outlines, uh, but you know, you, your life can take a lot of different directions depending on you know small things. It's like a it's a butterfly effect. Just the smallest yeah. things can change you know your entire life in, oh, yeah. in the craziest ways. And I think the more you focus on the positive things and and focus on the right things in your head, like just the more that's attracted to you in, in positive ways. And same for negative, yeah. you know? So, and I just, I think those things like the global championship, those are like, you know how like a synchronous, like it just felt just different, like surreal, like a dream almost. And it, it kind of showed like, it's the first thing that you, that happens to you to kind of like, wait, like attract you to spiritual things. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Yeah. I, I've I've been uh, apprehensive all my life towards that, right? Because I, I I like to think about anything and everything that that's a, that's a possibility, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I I grew in, in high school, I was like the biggest conspiracy nerd ever. I read about government conspiracies from the beginning. I read aliens, like I think from the beginning, wow. I was always into aliens, right? Because my dad said he saw once once, and I heard him tell a story to one of my uncles while they were getting drunk or drinking or whatever, and something like sort of always me always attracted me to that, yeah. and then you know. I, I went to a Catholic school from the time I was in kindergarten until I was in sixth grade. I went to uh, seventh grade in, in Juarez before I came here, uh, eighth grade. But even then, like even going through a Catholic like uh, school, I was never really, I never really, I knew something. There was something that was there, but I didn't believe the story and I didn't believe a specific, this is why. I'm the same way. I went to Catholic school from kindergarten to first, fourth grade uh -huh. and I like went to the church and I just kind of like, I did what I was told, you know, went to church, but going to church all the time kind of makes you uh, despise it a little bit. Mm -hmm. It kind of gets boring sometimes when you're a kid, maybe. Yeah, because it's too strict. Yeah. And then I became like an atheist and I was like that for, for a while, but you know, I'm, I I changed like, after so many things happened. I've just changed my my perspective on it. Yeah, but you don't have one specific thing that you look as just something, right? Yeah, I kind of think the ultimate. In my opinion, I just think like all the religions are kind of their own attempt at expl explaining. Yeah. They're kind of like they can be compatible. Yeah, you know, they yeah, can yeah, be yeah. congruent with each other. And, yeah. yeah, that's kind of like my my opinion with it right now. Yeah, my but, my thing was always like the Bible, right? Yeah. I, my thing. Like, this is what happened. I remember clearly. I asked, I was a fuck, I was just a little kid, right? I'm fucking fifth grade, all right? I asked the teacher, I'm like, what happens if I read the Bible? She's like, well, you're going to have special powers. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, are you lying ass? You lying. Yeah. I'm like, in my head, it's a, it's that, I mean, how old was I in fifth grade? I don't fucking know. But I immediately thought about it. And I'm like, no chance that that's true because by now, 
there should be a bunch of people that are just fucking flying around with special powers because they uh, I'm sure that once one person read it and I know that I shouldn't be this analytical as a young kid but I was and immediately I'm like, well, what else am I? What else am I being lied about? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. who wrote this? And where did he get like all this? All like I started just questioning yeah, it and questioning kid, and questioning you do it. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, and 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 the way that my imagination works is just that there's never a a a backstop to where it goes. If you tell a dark joke right fucking now, you better believe that I am with you until. 10 minutes later just talking about the darkest shit because yeah. that's the way my imagination works if you're talking about religion i can be there with you for 10 minutes my brain just fucking goes right like yeah. it, it just it, it can't help itself but to fucking go I, I i'm like very similar in that way too yeah so that's why that's why i wanted to ask you like obviously like your your uh the, the way that you live your life right you do yoga and you do all of these like uh these things that that sort of improve you at whatever level is it because you believe that there is something else out there? Do you like what? What is it that drives you to do that? Because be, being just healthy and good, like, what's the purpose of that, right? Because if you're if you're sacrificing good tasting food, if you're sacrificing uh, not putting your body through the you know through the workouts and not you know pushing yourself, and you're just like, what are you pushing yourself for? Like, what what is it? Just I think being the ultimate answer to that is just feeling good over feeling bad. I know like good and bad are like kind of like their own like perspective, mm -hmm. but like you definitely can, you like, when you're happy, you're, you're, you're living life to the fullest. And, uh, I think that I don't really know why I was attracted to yoga, but I used to be a lot, uh, look a lot different, you know, a lot uh, less healthy. And I just got attracted to it for some reason. And, um, you know, just the stretching and all that. A lot of people have like misconceptions about yoga. I yeah. feel like, you know, uh, I think it's just like stretching, but it's more like, meditation like a workout meditation you know when you're running super long distances but it's like you're like training your awareness if that makes sense like you're like moving these different poses and like before when you first start it's like hard to think oh i gotta put my arm here my leg like this i got balance it's like really hard but like when you focus on your breath and you control your breath you control like not judging yourself for falling out of a pose and all that when you focus on the, like it's like training you or your awareness to do that outside of yoga, like a meditation, give your brain a break. And like when you're having these negative thoughts that start snowballing, you yeah. can kind of not judge yourself for it. Yeah. And cause you're not, I don't, I don't think like you, you are your thoughts or anything, but you can just not, you know, they don't you take help. those thoughts they, yeah. and you just kind of go back into a meditation. You're like, oh, I need to reset here. And now, you know, move on after that. So it's like a yoga is a very much like a, a training of your, your awareness and, and, uh, what you're focusing on. Hmm. I've always been. I was talking to Nick about this. Like I think at the at the at the at the Scuff House when when I was explain when I started getting him to explain to me, like his depression when mm -hmm. he was depressed. Like I'm like I'm like what what is it like your anxiety anxiety not depression anxiety. I'm like what is anxiety? And then he would explain to me shit that I felt all my life, but I just didn't know how I did. And I just felt like I just feel weird. You know, I'm in a weird mood or whatever. I never really yeah. sat down and be like over overly focused on it. Just because I was just like, well, what am I gonna do here? Just fucking sit here and fucking. You know, do that. But but he's like he's like, Yeah, exactly that. You just know that you just know how to identify and just move on where other people just can't get out of that 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 uh yeah. that mentality. And I've talked to Jack Courage, like that's the other one where it really made me comprehend. Because the way that he explained it to me is like Im imagine you you're lost, right? And and you know, you're lost. But you don't know if you're ever going to find your way and then he told he tells me a story as to how his dad once took the wrong turn on a, on a road trip and he was just 
in, like his anxiety just went through the roof because he felt that he was never going to be home again. Where even a logical dude, a smart dude like that, can't get out of those things, then it has to be something else that's up there that is sort of debilitating his ability to just move on from that. So I don't, right. I don't know what it was about me that trained myself to just like fucking move on and 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 go on. But I, it wasn't until I again I talked to Nick and he explained it to me that I was just like I'm like oh man I I never knew that that was a thing because I never yeah. heard about that in the night in the nineties you never heard about right. that it. In, in in my high school, I think there was only one dude that uh, that that uh, that killed himself because of depression, and, right. and that was it. And nobody thought anything of it. Like we didn't even know it was depression. Like I'm assuming now it was depression, um, but like I I never had in high school. You never heard of anxiety. You never heard of like all of these things. You just went around. You just went about life thinking that's just how I feel today, right? Yeah. And there was like no no way to identify and no way to fucking fix it. So you have these. I yeah. mean, think about it, right? Like. When, when when there's something wrong with you and you don't know what it is and no one has an explanation for it, you're just sort of stuck and are a prisoner of that feeling for as long as you fucking live. Yeah, a lot of it's your lifestyle. I think like when, you, when you're unhealthy and you're not eating the right foods, you're not going outside. It's yeah. being around nature, which you know, makes you happier. Like yeah. getting sunlight, you know, makes you happier. And you're, when you go for a long period of time without doing that, yeah. it snowballs, it builds up and you do get like in these lost states, like, like I, I feel like I was. You know, you don't exercise for super, super long time. You're, you're not going to be in the right state of mind. And it's, it is hard to get out of the, those dark places. But I do also feel like sometimes those dark, dark places, you go, you're there for so long, you hit rock bottom and it kind of like, it's like knocking your head. Right? Oh, yeah. oh my God. You know what I mean? Like I got to do something now about this. And, you know, it, maybe it serves its purpose sometimes, you know, being depressed like that, you know, there's a, probably a lot to it, like with drug side effects, you know, like when you say maniac, like is on these like drugs, you know, like the side effects, you know, it's not going to, it, it contributes to that, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, just, yeah, back to your, back to your point about the yoga, like just yeah. getting attracted to it. I, I, it's been a while since I've like really done a corn, uh, lockdown and everything, but I try to stretch and, and, and exercise, uh, more, but I'm really like, when I move here, I'm going to get back into like, the, like a hot yoga uh, type of routine. Cause I do think there's so many benefits to it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, right before we went, right before we went to champs, like I was on my third week of working out, right? Like just, and it was actually just like mostly, uh, just running the majority of my work. I was running like for like 30 minutes. And I'm talking about like walking, jogging, walking, jogging, sp like sprinting, walking, jogging, like that sort of mm -hmm. thing, just to get, uh, you know, my my uh, my I don't know my body prepared for the for the weightlifting, right? And then I will go into the weights, and then I will finish it with like a, a a walk, and I and I did feel good, I did feel better, but it didn't really change like any of of my mentality. It didn't like I I didn't see a noticeable difference. One time I did. I think it was like on the third day where I f where where I felt runners high. Yeah, right? and I did because like everything was like fucking brighter. Yeah, it it yeah. felt like I had just smoked a joint. No bullshit. Yeah, and I'm like, and yeah. I'm experiencing this thing, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, maybe I don't know what it was, right? But I, I felt it, and I'm like, that's what they mean because it yeah. did, I did have this moment of euphoria where everything was just like fucking perfect. The sun was hitting the leaves the right way, and like, and I'm like, I'm like, man, this is good. I'm fucking sweating and panting, yeah. and maybe that that's what did it, right? Like the 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 adrenaline. As, as to how fast I was, I was breathing and getting oxygen in and out and, and, and that, uh, but but I did feel it. But aside from that, like it, I just I was just normal, right? Like I didn't see. Yeah. I, I felt the same way that I felt. I think you have to. There's like a level of a, a line, like an intensity level. You have to really hit for it to really have that kind of high. I had that runner's high like uh, last year, two years ago too, and I was like, wow, this is insane. You know, like how you feel. But 
you know, you got to be intense with it in order for you to get those endorphins and those, those positive chemicals. And when you do, it's just, it's going to make your life like a lot better. You know, a lot of successful people, like they spend like 30 minutes on the bike and whatnot, Peloton and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, they, they, they take time to exercise. And I think starting your day with exercise, it can have mass, you, know, you do it do intense it. enough. Yeah. It can have a massive effect on your day and your mood. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was like it. When I, when I first moved here, when I first sold Optic and moved here, like I went on a like a six month stint where I was like working out, I was fucking best shape that I've ever been in. Uh, and then my mom moved here. I'm not I'm not blaming my mom obviously for this, but like her food is like my biggest weakness. Period. Yeah. End of story. Right. Like aside from immediate family and all that, like the one thing that I can never give up is like her food. Um, and that's when I stopped. Uh, I mean, obviously, like a whole bunch of shit started to happen, right? right. With uh, with optic and and all that stuff, and it, it sort of led me down this path where I was like only focusing on how do I make this thing happen, and no right. more like this. Not that I ever again. I, I, I I've, I've never felt like ill or anything. Like I, I don't get yeah. sick. I don't take pills. I don't like that's not my thing. So I don't know. I don't know what at, at what point my brain is going to be like. All right, let's let's really take this thing serious. Like lift yeah. to lift workout to workout yeah uh you know it's just habits you know you start you know you, your mom comes and she's kind of like interrupts you know just you have to be different and you know you just get you just wake up and do the same thing like you know i've read that book atomic habits mm. you just get so uh used to what you're doing that you know it kind of takes like stepping outside yourself like going traveling or something to like realize oh i like this but i could change it if i wanted but you're just like on that path yeah you know like i like you you know you're working so much every day it's like yeah you, you can't it just takes the awareness to like really put the energy there to do it yeah you know just gotta build it up and like do it one day yeah i i, I don't know if that'll ever happen right i'm 41 <laughs> yeah. years old i love tortillas i love beans i love all mexican food so that's not that's a lot of carbs so for me it's like almost near impossible to to subsidize my diet with something that doesn't right. taste that fucking good right I think you can treat yourself weekly, but also have like a, a, a good diet, a good I'm general gonna, diet. You I'm going to treat myself daily, exercising. three times yeah. a day, Lee. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. Let's, let's end the podcast with some thoughts about the future of, uh, of Halo. What, what, what are you looking forward to? Like, what, what are your hopes? Uh, you know, what, what, what needs to be done in order for Halo to start its way back into, into mainstream esports? First and foremost, I think the most important thing by far is just the game needs to be good. People need to be playing the game, addicted to the game, and playing it a lot. And I think my opinion in the game, when I, I played the tech flight the, uh, the other day, like a month ago, and I think the gunplay is there, but I worry about the maps. The maps have to be there too. Yeah. I mean, even Call of Duty, it's the same yeah, way. Of course. You know? uh, I hear people in the last con complain about that big uh, Miami Beach map or whatever all yeah, the Miami. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and if the maps aren't there, then the game just can't uh, fulfill its potential in, in my eyes. Mm -hmm. But I think everything else, you know, is 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 set up. You know, they, they've 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 done their homework and and and, and done what it, it needs needs to be done to have a successful ecosystem for for the game. Yeah, you know, how, how many how many uh, if you were to guess how many total Halo pros work for three four three now. Oh, like X Halo Pro is probably like three or four. Okay, so they do have like that direct yeah. like lifeline into what made Halo Halo back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Tashi's there, fucking hero, right? I think I think he's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I I know that all the right infrastructure is there. The only thing that's missing 
right now as you're saying is the artwork of whatever it's going to be right because the 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 shooting as you say is there the artwork being the interactive map that you're going to be mm-hmm. playing in is the one that that needs to get there um so obviously they they announced the the teams that were going to be already so like they, they're working towards it yeah they're laying down the foundation to sort of like uh have the platform to have a good launch right yeah. so I'm I'm not I'm not nervous. I'm excited more than anything to see see, see where it is, uh, and and I do will and continue to say if you think that Halo is a a thing that people are only playing because of nostalgia, then you are in the worst field that you could ever be in be in because gaming as a whole has gotten us to where we are because of the nostalgia that we had as kids playing this thing and now the ability to turn that into a sport that we get to fulfill our competitive needs towards mm-hmm. is what's driving this too right yeah. um so yeah I, I i think i think that that if if we approach this thing from a from a from a place of positivity yeah instead of negative like if you don't like halo shut the fuck up yeah if you don't have nothing nice to say don't say nothing at all i completely agree i think everything is i think Everything is set up for it to be successful, for sure. You know, uh, I don't. I, the game feels right. It, you know, I feel like Halo's kind of it went on the incline, it kind of on the decline. Now it's gonna. I think it's coming back up, and yeah. you know they've been doing their homework, and I think everything's set up for a successful uh, competitive game. For, right, for and a long and you, time. are you gonna compete? Yeah, I'm, uh, they announced the teams. I'm not gonna you know, tell everything, but I'm on one of them. Yeah, I've already signed. So, yeah. Um, I'm ready to. to Who's your teammate? No, I don't want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, it'll be shown soon. Yeah, yeah. Any closer comments? Uh, not really. Just I'm really grateful and and happy you had me on the show, invited me, and uh, won't be the last time. And I just, you know, I hope hope the best for Halo. And I think at least at the very least, you got to give it a chance with an open mind, and you know. And if you don't want to, don't. But don't mind your fucking business. It's like your perspective on it is kind of influencing like what you say about it. You yeah, know? And, and like yeah, yeah, you yeah. have optimism or, or pessimism, you know. So just it, it, I, I I don't get it, man. It's like people run out of things to fucking complain about, and they see something just like wait, why are they happy about that old fucking game? That game sucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I hate yeah, that. Yeah, I hate shit. that. Well, they just never played it, you know. Really, I never. They played never it. competed. Yeah. So I've yeah, you're it. in the right, but like if you never give it a chance, you can't talk about it. Like I'm, I'm one of the Halo, one of the few Halo pros that have. That have that are still playing that have played like all of them. Yeah, you know, and I just you know, I definitely you know, obviously the Halo was on an incline and then a decline. You know, it's just the way of the world. But yeah, you know, you got to give it a chance. I think I think I feel that way about Halo because I experienced that as Call of Duty. Like right, everybody, all, exactly. even Halo pros like you, motherfucker, probably was talking shit about Call of Duty at some point. Yeah, like I played all the Call of Duty. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, right. but, well, maybe not you, but definitely there were some Halo pros that were like. <laughs> Like you know, yeah. but maybe that's why I feel so protective over that because I experienced that right with I experienced that with uh, Counter Strike. I experienced that with like all of these other like elitist PC and and, and mouse keyboard uh, people. Um, so that's why I, I always feel happy when I see uh, esports esports orgs that are nascent to Call of Duty or not Call of Duty but yeah console that have yeah. become the juggernauts that they became today yeah. because even though we started in Call of Duty like we still were able to make it something way bigger way right. bigger than those who were traditionally only in one thing you don't have to edge guard you don't have to be protective of your own video game that you love you know you can respect everybody's competitive drive yeah. and you know their own opinions and, and their yeah. own favorites for games you know, yeah in my opinion 
I think that's that's just a life lesson in general, right? Yeah. Like just live life where you mind your business and yeah. and and don't speak ill of others. Yeah, you know, I, I, even I agree when with that you, Even when you have a slight half truth to say about something, yeah, if it's not gonna benefit or if it's not gonna offer anything. It's like a rule in the Bible, it. you know. You don't want to put people down. You don't want to. You don't want to behave like that. You know, it 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 doesn't help you. That's the biggest thing. Is like, you know, let people think what they want. You know, be okay with it. Just just if, if something's not going to benefit you saying it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know, bullying, for example. You're never gonna. You don't. You don't. The bullies don't feel better about bullying about themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you do, if you don't, if you don't have something nice to say, you don't have to say it. You know, treat the people worst, the way you want to be treated. The worst bullies are the ones that are smaller than the person they're bullying. Because it's yeah. not like the bigger person is gonna beat your ass, right? Yeah. It's like they can't, they can't. It is the yeah. second that you're, that you have this fucking person to tapping you, right? Tapping this little, this this thing that you know you can knock out is tapping you. Like, what's the point? If you clap back, you're the bigger person. Yeah, you're the one that's gonna be looked in a in a dark light. So sometimes, like, not defending yourself is almost yes. better than yeah. defending yourself, which is right. the 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 irony. In all of this last thought i think is uh i, I want to say it's like even if someone's i saw this on twitter actually just recently like you don't have to be offended if you don't want to be by certain things you know it's like you control your awareness of your own self like you can uh stop that from like bothering you mm -hmm. you know before it you let it in and it does you know so it's about it's it's about like being aware of like how you're behaving and you know if you don't want to be a part of something you don't have to participate of like yeah. in arguments and whatnot, yeah. and like bickering and 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 being mean to people because you know at, you realize like when you're in those those moments that really doesn't make you, you just like kind of go to that level of like frustration and anger and it doesn't mm -hmm. help you you know mm -hmm. it doesn't make you feel better. Mm. Some of us feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll end it there. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the Eve's Drop Podcast, award-winning Eve's Drop Podcast. Uh, huge shout out to Upstart and Purple Mattress. Uh, thank you. Uh, Ace for stopping by look forward to seeing what uh, what Halo has to bring what you have to bring to Halo also um, and I hope that everybody out there has a nice day be kind rewind wait that's fucking blockbuster anyway uh, all of his information is going to be in the description down below all of my information you guys already know we'll see you guys next time goodbye